Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to beat Mrs. Star. Her Jake Jilly lose the smoke to Shut We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to date Mrs. Star. Her Jake Jilly lose the smoke to Shut We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor, our, our favorite, favorite actor. actor. Ah, you know what that means. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, which I'm going to call it the Poodcast, where we're supposed Jilly. to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else. But you can almost maybe guarantee that we might mention the name of this here, John. Shout, no, out, Lil. To, shout out to Creed, Creed 2. I was going to say in stores. <laughs> you can't say that anymore. But um, All right. Yeah, the Eight trees. I you know who it is. It's your boy Leo Archibald, aka Young Denzel, aka O'Shea Bats on the third. Slim Nady, aka Slim Pickens. How'd you call yourself? Slim Nady. I mean, I can because I'm Michael Phelps when it comes to the pool game. Yeah, I'm Michael Phelps when it comes to the jewelry game. <sighs> All right, uh, who Water. else? I is? Splash. I got Be- drip. Okay, I didn't know the Migos just stepped in front of the mic. <laughs> Belly rolling, silk pajamas, Robert Balmain Jr., Peter Party Starter. Who else I is? Uh, ben Nafisberger, Antonio Brown, Nunu Smith Schuster with that comeback victory. <laughs> Had my heart palpitating. Because uh, names Connor over there was uh, costing me valuable fantasy points. <laughs> but it's all good because it's no longer Navion Bell. Since he's done, yeah. have a good career wherever you go. Ain't no hatred around here. We good. Uh, who else I is? Nebron 51 James. Thank you. Um, uh, Nandon Ingram. No, I want him traded. <laughs> I want Lonzo to get a jump shot. <laughs> Very badly. I need him to shoot better with Brandon Ingram. I don't want, I don't want them to not be able to trade him before it's too late. Because at this point. <laughs> He got a, He's he, not providing the most. He got a weird. He got an old school game. Yeah, and <laughs> he I don't. Play, he plays two point. <laughs> he plays like Sean Marion or something <laughs> right now. I need. Uh, we could have Paul George for him, but now we're gonna have to settle for who's this? Anthony Davis if they'd be willing to take just Brandon Ingram and like Rondo or something. <laughs> oh yeah, Mister Broken Hand. Man, who else I is? Man, they call me uh, uh, Instant Nate. <sighs> Who else they call a you? movie that I already know I lost the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score <laughs> game. <laughs> Who I was very cocky. Who else is uh, NATO? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, NATOs. Yeah. Who else is the Fantastic Nates and the Crimes of Grendel Nate? Uh, <laughs> the Fantastic Nates. Can't forget about the the Nate. Uh, oh Bohemian Nate City. <laughs> Uh, the Nate Cracker and the Four Nates. A Nate is born. Uh, over Nate. The Nate and the Spider's Web. And uh, nobody's Nate. Roly <laughs> Man. Fancastical on Instagram. It's your boy Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kyanla Taylor Joy Van Zant, Kai Dollar Sign. You can call me Fossil Man. Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Cool Breeze. 
<laughs> the Saints is really cleaning up on these teams. Maybe the mess out of it. was like, yeeks. And just the week before, they put that smack down on the Bengals. Uh, the bocce chef, Neon Ember, the FBG put in the comments if you know what that means. The bar technician, the word bender, Raymond Kane, Hoodie K, Uncle Hami. Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Like a bass. Okay. <laughs> Last week I said like a catch. So That's very whack. <laughs> you better be happy I switched it up. <laughs> Uh, switch up like a Big Sean and Common. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> R. Kelly, but I didn't think nobody would know that song. Remember Switch Up, R. Kelly, Jeremiah, Lil <laughs> Wayne. That, that, that already sounds crazy. All right, you seen any movies since the last episode? Um, in the theaters, I seen Fantastic Beasts, Crime, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, that was pretty good. I can understand the split down the middle reviews um, to some degree. Uh, one specific part I didn't like is, which is not like even telling anything about the movie. is nothing to do with it really. But one specific part I didn't like was when they showed them as kids in Hogwarts and the young version of Zoe Kravitz looked nothing like her. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was light skin. That's like that's good enough. <laughs> but much darker than Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> the hair was completely different textures. It was, the dude that played uh, 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 Eddie Redmayne really reminded me of him because at first I'm like, why did they cast someone else as Zoe Kravitz but use Eddie Redmayne to play his young <laughs> self? But yeah, I, I should see if I can find a picture of this girl because she really doesn't look like Zoe Kravitz. But uh, that was one issue. It It wasn't as fun as the first Fantastic Beast. But this this one was definitely setting up the next one. This one was the Deathly Hollows Part One. I don't uh, like that. The <laughs> second one in a five part series has to start setting the movie up. Yeah, and, um, oh my gosh, Ezra Miller, um, his character arc goes in the exact direction that his personality and physical features implies. <laughs> um, Weird territory. <laughs> once again, like we spoke about in the first one, if I can re- recall correctly, he does not speak in this movie. And this is getting odd. Uh, let's see. Hope he's in the movie a lot less then. Is he in it? What? He's kind of in it more. And granted, I fell asleep, so I could have missed more <laughs> scenes because he could have been in it much more. But Johnny Depp was the villain. He w- there was he was acting wit. Well, he's Johnny Depp. But <laughs> there was parts where like he was escaping from was it a train or a plane or something? I can't remember. But then he kept popping up in the windows and just looking at the people. <laughs> like it was weird. That's an Ezra Miller type of stuff. But I thought there, I thought the tw- there was a twist in the movie, and I thought it was going a certain direction, which I'm glad it didn't go in that direction. Um, Eddie Ratman was probably just as good as he was in the first one. But I, it always cracks me up that that character keeps his briefcase in his hand <laughs> the entire movie. Weird. He ain't letting go of that briefcase. Um, the the beast or like the creatures and stuff were definitely less important in this movie because um, they're veering towards this different story. Um, they f- not force scenes because it didn't af- 
like affect the movie in a bad way. But they definitely had a scene where they just made sure y'all knew he keeps all these animals. But then, uh, in case you forgot that this what, is called Fantastic Beasts. What cracked me up is uh, Jude Law as Dumbledore. They need to tell the origin of how Dumbledore becomes the way he looks with the long white beard, rocking cloaks, the long white hair. Because in that, wait, it's Jude Law, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Why did I feel like it was Ewan McGregor for a second? <laughs> nah, that's Black Mask. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jude Law in this got the nice edged up, slick back hair, clean beard. Yeah, I better see some progression in his character. He had the suit on. He took the jacket off, but he had the vest and the button up under it. I'm like, why is this dude so dapper? Yeah. But in the future, he is wearing cloaks. Yeah, I don't care how long ago in the past this is. I better see some territory or trajectory where he starts seeming like actual Dumbledore. Yeah, and then that made me think, like, he's around when Harry Potter and stuff is. Why ain't, uh, what's his name, Newt Scamander? Mm. Why isn't he around? He clearly dies eventually. <laughs> he probably get that uh, wine shot at him. Yeah, because he, he was in, the, he went to Hogwarts. And or maybe he died at a reasonable age. Yeah, because <laughs> like the rest of because this movie took place in eighteen. What did this take place? Some of it, if I'm not mistaken, went into the nineteen somethings, which I get like nineteen twenty two or something like that. Which explain no, because Zoe Kravitz is black, so that's not uh, explain. No, there's two black people in this. Movie. Maybe in this world, black people are always cool. Yeah, they could <laughs> go to wizard school and stuff. <laughs> they too busy just uh. Singling out muggles. They don't have time to single out the color of the muggle. (laughs) Yeah, but overall, the movie wasn't bad to me. Um, It was worth seeing and makes me ready for the next one because it's setting up uh, Ezra a little bit. Um, Let me see if I can say without spoiling. Uh, Just there's a big climactic uh, fight scene where Johnny Depp is really causing some mayhem and then the end of it kind of did remind me of like a star wars movie how it's usually one like head sith and he's telling the main villain what he needs to do next time and all that and that's what johnny johnny depp was doing towards ezra miller but then other than that on netflix at my parents house we watched the ballad of buster scruggs Oh, yeah, I forgot that was that. I was wondering, I was like, why don't I see that nowhere? That's from the Coen brothers. Um, this movie was called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Buster Scruggs was in this movie for 10 minutes, probably. Because <laughs> he, was he the one telling all them six stories or something? Nope. Oh, okay, well then. The first story was about him. The rest of them weren't. Huh. Uh, and the first story was probably my favorite because it was pretty funny. Uh... There, at first, I thought it was going to be singing nonstop, which had <laughs> me very worried. But that told, like, a short, precise story. It was fun. Made me think, like, all of them were going to be that way. And after that story, you had the one with James Franco. His was interesting and made me think, like, all right, this movie's going to stay um, this way with these quick little, um, little stories they're telling. But then I'm like, the runtime is two hours, and they already flew through two of these. <laughs> One of them bad boys will be long. Yeah, and then they started getting longer and longer. Uh, overall, it wasn't a bad movie. The re- they ain't as good as a, the, some of the reviews I've seen. I'm like, it's definitely not this good. Because one of, if not two of them, I did not like them little stories they told. 
especially the last one. When you see the last one and you see the ending, you're like, it didn't, because all of them had something very similar happen in each one of them, which sent, you can tell from the rating of this movie where it says extreme violence or whatever. All these were violent, except for that last one, which was weird. But, yeah, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Now that I'm especially thinking back on it, thinking back on the stories, um, just like the dialogue and then the violence that uh, was also part of it. But, yeah, it's two hour run times a bit long. And so they probably <laughs> got, they could have got rid of maybe one of them short films or two. But, yeah, I like the, the one with Liam Neeson was all right. But that's when, that one was when I was on my phone a little more. <laughs> the one after that, it was much longer. And it was going to direct. I'm like, I don't know if I like this. But then they, they ended it off right. Like the final, probably final 10 minutes was pretty good. But yeah, that movie's all right. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've seen. Cool, I'm going to watch that. Hopefully eventually. But I'm getting backed up on my Netflix movies. Um, all right, I watched a few things starting at the movies. I watched a film by the name of The Sisters Brothers. Uh, this movie, I was like, oh, I'm going to get this movie a chance. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. So really? Got a nice little cast, Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Riley, Riz Ahmed. But I ain't really. That Asian man. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to Share the Door podcast, <laughs> I'm not just on here saying something crazy. <laughs> but, um, uh, so I was like, I ain't, Westerns are really hit or miss for me. Oh, yeah, okay. that's the other thing about Buster Scruggs. Cowboy movie. The whole thing of Cowboy movie? Mm-hmm. That's, I must not watch trailers for stuff anymore. <laughs> I just read about it. I'm like, oh, I want to see that. Um, but, yeah, so they're hit or miss for me. I go into this one. I honestly have to feel this movie about to be whack. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> from a get-go, I was tired. I was like, man, I got real tired as soon as I sat down, took the quick nap within the first 15 minutes, and proceeded to struggle through the rest of that movie. Like, <sighs> Jake Gyllenhaal came into the movie. He couldn't even save it. I was like, man, that's crazy. He did fine, but the movie is just not cool. I don't even understand what the movie was about. (laughs) I was so delirious from that nap (laughs) and the boredom I was going through. I couldn't wait till that movie was over. (laughs) Yep. Great cast sometimes got misses, and this was definitely one of them. But it's all good. Uh, Moving on at home. My mom wanted to let me know she wanted to see Creed 2, so I was like, well, we should probably start out by watching Creed <laughs> 1. <laughs> so, uh, rewatch that over the weekend in preparation for Creed 2, which is coming out or is already out, depending on when you listen to this. Uh-huh. Which is, I mean, is already out. Yeah, it's already out. out. <laughs> <laughs> watch that. This is how you know this is one of my favorite movies because every single time, and I've seen that movie at, at least more than five times already. And every time, I still get the same. It's feeling when I'm watching it. I'm like, dang, this is a real good story. I get all into it as if I've never seen it before. I'm over there rooting for Adonis and him for, you know, him dealing with his struggles with them seeing his father and hoping he's not a mistake and dealing with all the pent-up aggression and emotion that he done built up for all these years, <laughs> bouncing in and out of juvie and uh, foster care and trying to prove to people that he can be a boxer but don't want to be in his dad's shadow. I'm like, dang, this movie all good. <laughs> then uh, it comes to the boxing match at the end. It reminds me that this movie plays out more like a, a video game because if he watch real boxing, 
compared yeah. to watching boxing in this movie. <laughs> You're like, dang, why ain't real boxing as entertaining as a boxing yeah, in this movie? A lot of punches in movie boxing. Yep, blocking, not so much in this one. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting torn up. As soon as Adonis would throw a punch, the other dude, uh, Conlon, throw a punch right back at him, get a yeah. couple of uppercuts. Michael B's <laughs> chin was going all type of different directions, <laughs> but didn't fall, except for that one time. They were just like slug back and forth, so I thought Ryan Cougar did a real great job with them scenes, but I'm still on the edge of my seat watching it. And then, of course, as I'm watching it, after it goes off, I always get the instant feeling that I really want to take up boxing, <laughs> but I have no boxing anything accessible to me, and I ain't paying the fees that these boxing places cost. So I'm like, dang, yeah. one day I'm going to really get it. Cause I was throwing in punches, and I looked Mayweather quick, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> so that's still a great movie. Um, and then last but not least at the theater, I tried to go see Boy Erased. Got in that theater, super crowded unnecessarily. That's crazy. Boy Erased of all movies. So he was about to sit in the second row of the theater on the corner because that's the <laughs> only way you can see like the full screen, even though your neck's still doing this super, <laughs> super tilt. So we was looking around, like right, just like two seats right there, but two seats right there, and some very uh, inconsiderate White people <laughs> were preventing us from sitting in those seats. So I mad. crept over to the theater right next to us, which was Widows. <laughs> gave that a peeksy. I'm like, it's kind of crowded here, but there's a lot more options. So then we uh, dipped on Boy Erased, went and saw <laughs> Widows. That was a good movie. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Boy, oh boy, he should have been in the movie way more than he was. He right. was menacing. <laughs> <laughs> he just he played a villain very well, and he like like when you watch the movie, he doesn't seem like he's in it that much. But when there's like two moments in the or two scenes in the movie, where he just played or he just showed that he could be a terrifying villain if he wanted to it's be. It's villain time for him then. So uh, hopefully, like um, I mean, I doubt it will happen. But you never know. Hopefully he gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor because I thought like his role in that was very very well done. He's good. Definitely showed up uh what's his name? Brian Tyree Brian Tyree, Tyree Henry. Henry. Like he was barely it seemed like he was barely in the movie compared to Kaluuya, but he was more of the like the leader of their little gang or whatever. But I think Kaluuya is the one who stole the show. Um this movie starts out blazing, showing how, you know, uh, Liam Neeson and his gang, how they, you know, do their little robbery that goes wrong, and then meet in the, the future, then widows uh, or future soon to be widows, whatever, of the movie, and John Barenthal, I forgot so fast that he was in this movie. I really did too, and that's my boy. Why? Because in true John Barenthal fashion, he is very underused. And this that's one, it crazy. This one has to be the worst one. Because as soon as he's shown, he says one of the funniest things in the entire movie. Like, his wife has a, a black eye, and he's going, he's touching it, doing like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Just making fun of the black eye that he gave her. And then, <laughs> and then he tells her, yo, you need to put some makeup on that. Every time I look at it, it makes me feel bad. <laughs> And then she sassed back and said, well, I feel bad when you do it to me. So then he had to grip her up real quick and tell her, like, yeah, <laughs> chill. <laughs> and then, basically, no more John. And that was very hey, disappointing. It's less than what he was in uh, Baby Driver. Uh-huh. Like, every time he's in a movie, he steals the show for the one or two seconds he's in there. And then, vamoose. So That's crazy. They better not cancel Punisher. Because <laughs> then I ain't ever going to see him. <laughs> I'd be looking at it like, 
Am I the only one who thinks like he's a top tier actor? Because every That's time I see, I, I see his name, I'm like, oh. he's in all these ensemble movies, <laughs> right? But he's always at the tail end of the ensemble. That was weird. Put him more to the forefront because he has the talent. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully, he's getting a nice little check off these I uh, hope so. under five minute appearances he keeps doing. Dang. But yeah, so they uh, starts out the movie. Uh, things get going very quickly. Then it kind of slows down, and we start meeting the widows. And the formation of that little small group, how they proceed to go about the plan and whatnot. I don't know. I thought this movie was going to be like more of an elaborate heist. It really ain't. <laughs> um, but it's it's still good. Like um, there's a twist in the movie that at the beginning I was like, I see, I I can feel this happening. Then I got distracted from watching the movie, and then when the twist happened, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not surprised that every just logically it didn't add up that this wouldn't happen or that this would not happen. Edward Norton has the, I swear it was him. His cameo was so quick. <laughs> that, I was like, is that Edward Norton? <laughs> All to do something like, that's very weird for you to come in and do a cameo for. Yeah. Like, that's not the look that you want for have the cameo where it's not even really acknowledged. <laughs> I was like, you definitely got Ed Norton's head shape, but it was a blink and you miss it. Cameo. That's so I'm, crazy. I'm not even 100% sure anymore. Um, the little very tall white girl in the movie. I don't even remember what her name is. I thought she also did a. I'd probably say she did the second best job to me in the movie. Viola Davis was typical Viola Davis. Michelle Rodriguez was typical Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. But I thought the whatever that actress's name is, I just don't fuck looking it up right now. <laughs> she, I thought she did very good, but it was very distracting at how tall she was. <laughs> I'm like she is a towering over this cast. <laughs> like she should be in the WNBA. Instead of being in this movie, unless we all know WNBA players don't get paid anything. So yeah. when they have their off season, they got to basically pick up whole new careers. Yeah. So maybe this is what she was doing. Candace Parker's an analyst now. <laughs> Lisa Leslie, even though she's retired, she does play by or she does like halftime commentary for my no magic games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is she on the magic's little FSN network? Yeah, doing halftime shows? Because the Lakers ain't want to hire her. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the movies, I thought it was good. It was intriguing throughout the whole thing. I was maybe expecting a little more just off the, the trailer and it's like the, it sold me, but it's still a great movie. Or I'll say it's, it's, a, it's a really good movie and Daniel Kaluuya definitely showed that he is a talented actor. It's not just a little one hit wonder that he had with, uh, Get Out, even though he was in Black Panther, but ain't nobody really talking about Black, like Daniel Kaluuya from Black Panther. <laughs> Uh, and that's all I watched. All right. Uh, you got a game or anything for us? No game this week because I prepared myself for this oh, upcoming yeah. segment. All right. So we got a special episode because it's very, very lackluster on the movie or cool movie news side of things. But before we get into that, another entry into I'll name this bracket later. <laughs> Your person this week is going to be Eddie Redmayne as long as we haven't done him yet. And he had that shoulder limp that Eddie Redmayne's known for. Of course, he wouldn't be Eddie Redmayne if he didn't have a very odd posture. <laughs> All right, where are that? Where are the notes? Well, Eddie Redmayne, he ain't dropped no notes this year, so shouldn't. He shouldn't be up there. Double check, double check, no two Nike shoes. Uh, unless there's that a, was whack. Unless there's a, two checks on one Nike shoe, then no. Uh, all right, so I mean, technically, if you get some Air Force Ones, you got the check on the inside of the foot and the outside of the foot. All right, then double check. Forces. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> that was whack. All right, so we're doing Eddie Redmayne's, I believe, worst movie. Yeah. All right, so let me pull his. Uh, Jupiter Ascending. Huh? Yeah, that that, <laughs> that sounds like it should be right. Let's see. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, that seems like it's going it, to. It, it can't be anything worse than that. <laughs> if, if he has. If he to. got something worse than his, dis, uh, his filmography is pretty bad. Yeah, and it looks. It can fit. I don't even have to scroll, so it should definitely be that. All right, so got to pass that movie. Got to pass that movie. Pass that one. Pass that one. Pass that one. Okay. Yeah, see my week with Marilyn. Nah. Okay, I saw that. Uh, did you see Les Miserables? Miserables? Nah. I missed out on that one, too. Um, what about the theory of everything? Nope. Yeah, I didn't get to that one. All right, so <laughs> my week with Marilyn or Jupiter Ascending? Uh, Jupiter Ascending. I ain't never seen her. Yeah. I saw my week with Marilyn, and Jupiter Ascending is definitely worse. <laughs> uh, Jupiter Ascending, you ever see The Danish Girl? Nah. I saw that Jupiter Ascending is definitely worse. Jupiter Ascending or Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Jupiter Ascending. Uh, Jupiter Ascending or what is Earth? Oh, well, he hasn't done like a legit like movie since fan or since Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Them. Huh. All right. Well, I guess Jupiter Ascending is yeah. his worst movie. <laughs> he don't really be doing that much. What did he get popping? One of them that wheelchair movie, Danish Girl in that wheelchair movie. Yeah. I mean, I started. I okay. I remember I started hearing about him from my week with Marilyn. Oh, yeah. Then a little bit in Les Mis- Miserables. But yeah, the theory of everything is when he took off. <laughs> no wheelchair. Huh? Because people would be they'd be taking off in wheelchairs like. I would have said take <laughs> off and know the last rocket. Okay, then that yeah. would have been whack. Go get that takeoff album, or not. It's up to you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, like I said, we have a special episode. It's Thanksgiving or past Thanksgiving. Depending on when you listen. Yeah. So, I'm like, all right, what can we do to um, to have a nice little Thanksgiving vibe episode? So, we came up with the idea of I'm going to give this dude four different genre of movies. I'm, and with each genre... I'm going to give him the four actors mm-hmm. or actresses that are going to star in this genre of movie. I'm going to give him the director that's going to direct this movie. And in his head, he got to come up with the how he would pitch this <laughs> movie with the information that is given. Uh-huh. So those are the main rules. He can also give add other actors or actresses that will not be used in the other movies that I'm going to give him because he already knows the actors and stuff. But... um. They can't be main characters. They just got to be like little side characters or little small characters or whatever that need to push the story forward. Mm-hmm. So with all that uh, information given, let's move ahead to the first movie. Four genres. Mm-hmm. First one is a zombie movie. Yep. Your actors are the goat, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin, mm-hmm. Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. and Marina Bakarin. I don't even know how to pronounce her <laughs> last name. I put some emphasis in that that double C. <laughs> and your director from Paddington and Paddington Two fame, yes. Paul King. All right, pitch this movie. <clears throat> you got a title for this joint? This movie is called Cranberry Sauce. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, for, I completely missed the main point. 
all these movies got to be oh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> these are all Thanksgiving movies. <laughs> yeah, so he's coming. He gave all different genres, but the the theme of the movie is Thanksgiving. All right, go ahead. Now I jotted these down very quickly. No uh, proofreading. Movie is called Cranberry Sauce, as you said, directed by Paul King of Paddington One and Two fame. And isn't what's his next movie again? Doing something. I oh, uh, Pinocchio. Yeah, Pinocchio. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is a zombie flick loving farmer. <laughs> <laughs> He's out trying to choose a turkey for his friends giving at his home where he lives with his wife, played by Lupita Nyong'o. Talk about different shades. <laughs> He's out in the woods and sees a turkey that looks like it could be straight out of The Walking Dead. He starts filming it so he can show his best friend, played by Josh Brolin. <laughs> Josh tells Leo to kill that jive turkey and cook it up because that's the one they want. Little do they know, there's numerous zombie turkeys in the woods nearby. It's Thanksgiving Day and Leo and Lapita's home is all nice and their friends arrive. Josh Brolin and his wife, played by the girl from Deadpool and Gotham. <laughs> yeah, you ain't going to try to box her day like I did. Uh, Craig Robinson and his wife, played by Joy Bryant. <laughs> there was one more couple that they were expecting that didn't make it uh, so far. Married couple, played by Adam Scott and Reese Witherspoon. They're basically making a cameo to show how high the stakes are. Wait, are they? Are they? Ma- aren't they married in Big Little Lies? Are they? <laughs> nah. That wasn't intentionally either. <laughs> nah, I got it. Why are you doing that? I'm about to check that because I, she's in that show, right? Yeah, I think I think that is her husband. <laughs> that is funny. Well, that's makes the cameo even better. <laughs> They're basically, yeah, like I said, making a cameo to show how high the stakes are. They are walking from the car through the woods to get to the house, and they are surrounded by these zombie turkeys and are attacked and killed. All the friends are at the table waiting for them to arrive, but then Craig Robinson says he's tired of waiting. He grabs a turkey leg and takes course. a huge bite. <laughs> he immediately starts foaming at the mouth. He becomes a zombie and slowly starts chasing after all the friends. They ultimately have to kill him. The wives are shaken up, so they stay at the house. But Leo and Josh go out to investigate where the turkeys came from. And then they <laughs> and then they have to make it through the woods, killing the turkeys. Meanwhile, at the house, zombie turkeys are trying to get in and feed on the women. They get in, and obviously, Joy Bryan is killed first. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the movie is a typical zombie flick, but the women are protecting themselves and the men are trying to get back to the house. When seemingly all the turkeys are dead, the men are with their wives when there's a knock on the door. They look through the window and there's a giant turkey with a crown on, played by Hugh Jackman. Then it goes to the credits. <laughs> all right, so. That's a great flick right there. I like how you switch it up where it's not just regular people zombies. It's uh, mm-hmm. turkey zombies. Now, are these turkeys just giving thing? Are they just like uh, 
you know, gobble gobble regular basic turkeys, or do they look crazy as zombies? They the same size as some basic turkeys, but they got definitely a different look uh, um, to them, more zombie like. Um, I'd say more along the lines of The Walking Dead rather than some of these other zombie movies. All right, so this movie's supposed to be like part humorous, part serious, or is it straight uh, serious, or is it straight humor? There's a little bit of humor in it, but it's definitely. It's one of them in between. Something like, think about um, uh, You're Next, how that movie is. It's a lot of laughs in that movie, but at the same time, it's a serious movie. So, something along the lines of that. Okay. So, when we look at the turkeys, are we supposed to be laughing at them? Nah. Are we supposed to be terrified of them? Supposed to be afraid of them. Okay, okay, okay. Does Leonardo DiCaprio die in this? Nah, he makes it through. Okay. He, the four main people, Lapita make it through. Leo makes it through. Josh Brolin makes it through. The girl from Gotham <laughs> makes it through. The main people that die, Adam Scott, Reese Witherspoon, Craig Robinson, and Joy Bryant. And to verify, yes, Adam Scott and Reese Witherspoon are married on Big Lola. Okay, that's pretty funny because I did not do that intentionally. <laughs> uh, all right, okay, cool, 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 cool. What is the rating of this movie? This is R. R, all right. Uh, Paul King doing his... For his first R movie, uh, unless he, I know he do some British movies, and I don't pay no attention. He did a lot of TV shows. So okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So if anybody wants to comment on which movie they feel would uh, should be the one that gets made out of these, I'll say that's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, comment below or wherever you comment at. And if somebody gives us, you know, a reason, I got that Gravity poster on deck for you. <laughs> hey, and he got. You know what? Let's double up. Buttload of posters for you. Let's be cops. Yeah, gravity and a let's be cops for free. (laughs) And those are just the ones I know I have. Once I (laughs) look through, I know I got a the Wolverine poster as well. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Anybody want a Kung Fu Panda? (laughs) Yeah, don't try to give you away your Amazing Spider-Man Two posters. That y'all. I can nah, they ain't getting the frame. I was like, I consider giving them the frame with it. <laughs> but nah, they can't get that frame. Uh, a side frame from us. <laughs> yeah, a side poster. That's just like I was. I'm all caught up on the challenge, by the way. Now, hey, I need to catch up. There was one. Uh, there was one episode because randomly out of nowhere, they started introducing the. They're like, this is a fan challenge or something. Oh, Lord. So like, first one like who uh the money they win. They'll put it all like in a pot, and then some random fan will win. And then the next one was, all right, the winning teams will sign their jerseys, and a random uh, fan will get them. Man. I'm like, who wants a jersey yeah, from challenge members? Signed by people <laughs> I don't really know. I do not want a Nelson signed yeah, challenge jersey. That, that's enough. I don't want to say no more <laughs> other characters. Nelson. I don't want a Polly from Big Brother yeah. <laughs> challenge jersey. Who this season is full of the most hypocritical group of challenge members I have ever seen. And I hate everybody. I don't hate them, but I hate the final the final group. Yeah. It is so an- – I was like, I don't like none of y'all. <laughs> and Corey does make a comeback this season. Okay. But it's quick. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say, I'm not going to say how, I'm not going to say why it's quick. But it's embarrassingly quick. Yikes! Very embarrassing. Like, Which would not be the first time on this show. <laughs> but this is—it's just—it's sad. It's like you went out this way for this reason. 
Corey, what's going on? Oh man, he got Teen Mom. That's a that's a for sure. Teen. He's gonna be on every episode, <laughs> I think. That's sad. I saw him a picture of him at the reunion with his girl. I'm still trying to figure out why they on Teen Mom, but whatever. Yeah, we'll save that for the uh, the never to be made yeah, uh, reality. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving on to movie number two. Mm-hmm. All right, so first though, we gave you the zombie genre. Now yep, with Leo, a turn for Leo. This is a different type of movie, mm-hmm. bro. Now we're doing a vampire movie. All right, your actors are the goat, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jilly, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman, Elsie mm-hmm. Fisher. If you don't know, who she is the girl from Eighth Grade. Yep. And Rebecca Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Di- good actress. Directed by Man from Bring It On. Yep. <laughs> Ant-Man and <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Peyton Reed. Now pitch this movie. Director Peyton Reed brings an exciting and funny vampire movie to the genre with this film entitled Bite. Newlyweds, played by Jake Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Ferguson, are new in town. They are very sad to be away from their family as Thanksgiving approaches. They originally decided to just go out and have dinner, just them two. But at Jake's job, there's a guy equally sad that doesn't have anyone except his daughter, played by Elsie Fisher. Um, Obviously, that friend is Jason Bateman. (laughs) (laughs) They come over for Thanksgiving and... Rebecca Ferguson is getting very weird vibes from them. They're asking them uh, questions like, what's your blood type? Making sure there's no garlic in the food, etc. Rebecca asks Jake if they could possibly be vampires, but Jake laughs at the notion because vampires? This is the regular world. This isn't a movie. Come on, Becca. (laughs) Uh, throughout the movie, funny little situations happen as Jake and uh, Jason build a friendship that uh, keeps uh, that keeps Jake in denial. Also, I'm not naming any of these characters. Uh, Rebecca and Elsie form a relationship, and she uh, Elsie admits to Rebecca that her father is indeed a vampire, and that her dad only took a liking to Jake because he thought he had good blood. Throw them bees up. <laughs> <laughs> they they have uh, dinner at their place one evening, and Rebecca accuses uh, Jason of being a vampire. Jason denies it, and Jake is furious with Rebecca. They get in an argument um, after Jason and Elsie leave. Uh, let me speed this up. Uh, Jason ends up wanting Jake to leave Rebecca. But Jake doesn't like that, and so he eventually distances himself from Jason. Jason is fed up and attacks them in their home and to seek their blood. They fend him off, and he dies. I don't know how he dies. <laughs> Maybe the garlic steak to the heart or something. Uh, <laughs> garlic steak to the heart. Elsie is very sad, but they end up adopting her. It's all a happy ending, but there's a mid-credit scene showing Elsie having vampire tendencies. I thought she was gonna show up. Uh, Elsie accidentally getting caught in the quantum realm. <laughs> nah. <laughs> all right. So, what's the rating of this movie? This one is. What, what did I rate this one? This one's PG thirteen. All right, so it's more of a, like a family-friendly vampire. Yes. Yeah, uh, thriller. 
you think along the lines of around the time they was putting out all them dark shadows and uh, beautiful creatures and all that, except for this is good, directed <laughs> by Peyton Reed, great actors, it's pretty funny. The relationship between Jake and Jason is pretty hilarious as they build up, but then it gets serious at the end. Okay, 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 okay. Um, did you mention where uh, Jason Bateman's uh, wife or baby mama's at? Nah. They don't even acknowledge it, just like in some of these movies that must be on Netflix <laughs> when it's a single father and they ain't even saying why. Yeah, we don't got time to add that because that's, that's a rabbit hole, a storyline. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got time for that. All right. Is there, um, did you add anybody else in this flick as some little side characters? Um, You got, uh, uh, what's that girl's name? What's her name? Work. Right, I'm gonna sit here in dead silence till I think of it on my own. <laughs> Christina Hendricks, but her part is not nothing known. She just plays Elsie's teacher. I mean, that's that's up for avenue <laughs> in a quick scene. Other than that, it's just a bunch of background actors and actresses. All right, all right, all right. Because the main focus is on them. Romney Malco works at the job with Jason and uh, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you have uh, cranberry sauce was the first one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant to ask, why is it called cranberry sauce? Well, initially. Oh. <laughs> is it gonna be, uh, I was writing the vampire movie, and cranberry sauce was going to be the color of the blood. But then I started writing... The zombie one, and decided name of the movie's gonna stick. <laughs> and then I renamed it the uh, vampire movie Bite. <laughs> All right. So if you want to vote for cranberry sauce, sauce, the zombie Thanksgiving movie, <laughs> comment below. Or if you want to vote for Bite, Bite the vampire movie <laughs> below, vote for that. We still got two more movies left. Remember, if you comment, and tell us why. You can get a nice little gravity and let's be cops or a, the Wolverine poster. Or if we get a bunch of comments, <laughs> if that happens. Posters for everyone. Yeah, then, well, you know, whoever gives us the best reasoning why, we win. All right, third movie. Time to bring it back to the ladies. Ladies. Romantic comedy. This is a good one right here, y'all. I was so close to giving you four males and seeing you work with that. <laughs> but I did it. I gave you three. First up, <laughs> the goat Creed two coming out. Or I'm sorry, is out. Michael B. B. Dot. Then we got John Krasinski. Mm -hmm. The Office, Quiet Place, married to Emily Blunt. I'm gonna start referring to him as Emily Blunt's husband. John Blunt. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like a rapper's name. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Shout out to Tone Trump. Who was in? Who was the oh, yeah, rapper? In the first one. <laughs> Creed. What's he doing now? Who knows? Mm, going to the Creed Two premiere or something. <laughs> All right, you got Michael B. John Krasinski from Searching, John Chow, mm -hmm. and from X Men Apocalypse, Alexandra Ship. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a different one. That's what everybody knows her from. That and the Aaliyah biopic from Lifetime. And your director, right? She was Aaliyah in that. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was supposed to be Zendaya, but then yeah, she she luckily, was smart. <laughs> luckily, Zendaya became famous because she did Dancing with the Stars very early in her career. <laughs> like, let me get out the way with him. I'm gonna win it. That was probably her her smartest move was turned down uh, that Aaliyah movie because uh -huh. she thought it was disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. She's like, and this is whack. 
But all right, your director for this romantic comedy starring Michael B. John Krasinski, John Child, and Alexander Ship is Brad Bird from Incredibles. Incredibles. And I think Tomorrow he did Land. A, did he do I that? I think so. And he did uh, Mission Impossible oh, yeah. Ghosts Protocol. It was one of them. I think so. All right. <clears throat> Brad Bird puts on his Nicholas Sparks hat with his new movie called The Itis. This is a different kind of rom-com because it depends on what you laugh at. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I ain't, I'm going to try to make this one not as long-winded. Michael B. is a full-on bachelor. Uh, this guy right here told me to call him handsome. So Excuse me? He's handsome, in shape, and is doing uh, well for himself. All right, so why don't you just say, is Michael B. like he is in real life? <laughs> he meets a young woman at the bar, played by Alexandra Shipp. She oh, li- so he's not meeting a John Krasinski or John, okay. <laughs> she likes him and is looking like the feelings mutual. Uh, she tells her gay friends, played by John Krasinski, <laughs> and his boyfriend, John Cho Chow, uh, she tells them about him. Krasinski tells her she needs to lock him up. <laughs> At this point, they've been on several dates. The holidays are coming up, and they decide... Um, to go to each other's families for Thanksgiving. And the plan was for her to spend the night at his place after the festivities. And they'd have leftovers and spend the day together. During her discussion with gay friends, Krasinski takes her to the side and tells her about the special sauce that caused him to put his man asleep. <laughs> and he wake up enchanted and in love. <laughs> she gets... She gets some of that secret sauce and puts it on Michael B's leftovers. The next day when they're eating the next day the next day when they're eating leftovers, he falls right to sleep and wakes up enchanted. Then comedy ensues with her enduring all of this with uh the bad advice from Krasinski. She ultimately realizes it wasn't an enchantment potion that caused him to fall in love because Krasinski reveals that the secret sauce is merely just Cosby juice. <laughs> and it turns out that Michael B. <laughs> and Alexandra Ship actually fell in love. And there's, during the comedy portion, there's a funny cameo from um, Adam Devine. But other than that, it's just the four main actors. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I feel this movie in rating territory could easily be easy, easily rated R PG thirteen. So it's rated R, but Brad Bird was buying theaters out so that more audience audiences can see it because he didn't feel like it should be a rated R movie. It seems like the first maybe hour and twenty minutes is uh PG thirteen is lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> but then that last twenty minutes is like it got real dark. <laughs> uh right why did Brad Bird decide to make a uh a Cosby sort of uh <sighs> He's making a definite statement about Bill Cosby in this movie. Why did he feel he wanted to do that? He just wanted to show that you don't have to drug people and do these things for people to like you. You can just really like each other. So it wasn't some enchantment potion that made Michael be like Alexandra. It was just some, uh, 
eye drops or something that he put into a drink <laughs> that uh, made Michael B. sleepy. Uh, all right, all right, all right. John Krasinski was just trying to teach her a lesson that, girl, you can get whoever you want. Look at me. I got John Cho. I, who's, I seen, it seems like John Krasinski was the more sassy one of the bunch. He, he kind of. It depends on what. He, he's not necessarily the stereotypical because he's, he's going to speak in his own voice and have his own mannerisms. But the stuff he says is more of the stereotypical. Okay, so he's more of the the jack to John Cho's uh, will. Yeah. Even though they're not right. dating on the show. He is. All right. They both gay on the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. They're gay on the show. But in real life, Eric McCormick is gay or not gay? He's straight. He's straight. But the girls on the show aren't gay. Correct. They're both. So, so why does this show come off as a show where everybody's gay? Because <laughs> they all got hilarious, bubbling personalities. Except for Will. He more of the, you know. And now David Schwimmer's on there? Mm-hmm. Is he gay in real life? Nah. <laughs> Do we know for sure? Nah. But <laughs> it don't matter. Because <laughs> the friends and Will and Grace clash finally happens. Yeah, that's what everybody's been asking for, I suppose. And David Schwimmer's been funny on the episodes. He's been like, <laughs> typical Ross. <laughs> um. All right, so if you want to vote for uh, the itis. <laughs> And it's only called the itis because obviously the two leads are B L A C K African American. <laughs> um, so Brad vote? Bird is very edgy. Yeah, he's, it's just like <laughs> Brad Bird was tripping off some serious acid when he made this movie. Uh, he said, "I'm gonna go from his family, uh, uh, different <laughs> Incredibles, to doing the itis." <laughs> All right, so you want to vote for the itis? Go ahead. Uh, starring Michael B. Are you remember you still got the vampire joint? Cranberry bite. sauce. What? Nope. <laughs> That's called bite. The zombie movie's called cranberry yeah. sauce. You got those two movies you can vote for in the comments. Remember? Got some nice lucrative posters for you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, last. This one's not, good. Not least. This one's good. <laughs> we got the third or the fourth movie. The genre for this one is a thriller. <laughs> so you can take this in any direction. Slasher thriller. Your heart's gonna beat. Mystery thriller. It's gonna beat just listening. Suspense thriller. Who done it? Your actors are mm-hmm. the GOAT, Emma Stone. Academy Award winning Emma Stone. I'm scared to say this one on over the podcast. <laughs> they may actually make it. Claire Foy from The Girl in the Spider's Web. Unsane. First man. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. A Star is Born. Uh, Haunted Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, got to throw some color in this pot. Sterling Hide the Straps K. Brown from <laughs> This Is Us, Black Panther, uh-huh. P- Predators, and Hotel Artemis. Yes, uh, that movie is easily forgotten about. <laughs> Your director for this one, the wickedly talented <laughs> Lee. What oh, now? <laughs> From Saw, writing and producing all over that franchise. Um, Upgrade, which came out this year, which is a very underrated, not seen movie. (laughs) Uh, What else did he do? From Insidious fame, Mm -hmm. from acting and producing, or acting and writing and producing, I believe, on the first two, then directing the third one. 
and being in the fourth one, and I believe producing it. And I don't think he didn't direct it. But yeah, so Lee Wynell's your director. You got your actors. This is a thriller. Go ahead and pitch this Thanksgiving themed movie. We get the chopping up this fable. Lee Wynell got one with this one. It's called Thanks for Subscribing. Okay. Emma Stone plays a popular YouTuber that initial uh in easy vibes already. Yeah, you 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 gonna easy, feel this one. Easy A, I'm sorry. Not yeah, easy. R.I.P. You don't want easy yeah, E vibes. Yeah, I need mean, <laughs> that ain't healthy. I need to go to the hospital. I got easy E vibes. But uh, Emma Stone plays a popular YouTuber that literally vlogs every day. Um, holiday season approaches, and she's vlogging her Thanksgiving dinner. And to the surprise of all her viewers, the camera goes dark, and a masked individual grabs Emma and their um and threatens <laughs> ransom. Videos continue to be posted on her channel with the masked person giving um giving clues to uh, their whereabouts. The family is nowhere to be found, but like nobody really cares because they ain't famous. <laughs> uh, everybody's concerned about Emma. The t- so they put the two best detectives in the city on the case, played by Sterling K. Brown and okay. Claire Foy. All right. They seem like they would definitely be a, a little detective duo. Uh-huh. They find... They go on their search, getting um, information and stuff, and they find very known superfan, played by Lady Gaga, and take her into questioning. But every time they feel like, all right, maybe she's innocent, she says something weird and they keep her in. Throughout the movie, they find clues and try to solve this case. They use social media to talk to her fans to see if there were any clues in like previous vlogs or on Instagram or anything. They eventually meet Emma's scorned cousin, who thought she should have been the famous blogger. She started vlogging at the same time as Emma Emma Stone, and uh, <laughs> things just didn't pop off for her like it did for Emma Stone. Um, her cousin is played by Emma Roberts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this already sounds like a classic. <laughs> and she confesses that... This is all a stunt, and Emma Stone wasn't really kidnapped, and it was all just a publicity stunt for attention. She, Emma Stone then goes to jail and is fined the amount of money that it took um, for their search to find her. But eventually, she gets out of jail and continues to vlog and vlog. Um, and while she's doing a haul video... She hears a knock at her door, and because <laughs> and because she films everything, she takes the camera t- with her. She looks out the peephole, and it's a giant turkey in the crown, played by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Credits row. <laughs> All right, so I know you was building the universe. Uh huh. <laughs> turkey verse. <laughs> Getting the team together. I thought when she was looking through the peephole, I thought she was gonna be like. It's 50 cent, 50 cent for a before shoddy. I was <laughs> like, whoa, we got, we got, re- we got layer universes here. Now this movie is definitely in the vein of, um, prisoners, um, kind of any movie like Jake Gyllenhaal seems like, <laughs> but definitely in that vein, thriller aspects, gone girl, uh, girl on the train, those type of movies. All right. I'm rocking with it. 
It makes me want to mad that this ain't no real movie because that's what, see that's I why I didn't it. that's why I didn't even want to say this. I'm like, thanks for subscribing. It's fire. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> kind of mad that they say a real movie now. Don't I'm kinda, steal my movie, y'all. I'm kind of hoping somebody steal it so I can go see it. <laughs> I'm gonna write it and I'm pitching. <laughs> my sister works for Stars. There you Man, go. I can go straight to Stars movie. Fifty Cent got that network popping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was rocking with it, but then when you throw the Emma, Emma Roberts on top of the Emma Stone, mm-hmm. that's like double trouble. And I thought that was perfect because based on the names and then in the in the movie, they tried. They were doing the same thing. It just popped off for one person over the other. And it really do seem like Claire Foy and uh, Sterling K would play mm-hmm. like partners. Yeah, I thought that was perfect. And I thought it was perfect for Lady Gaga to play a weirdo super fan of Emma Stone. Tries to dress like her, look like her, <laughs> super weird. So, yeah. Because yeah. Claire Foy and Sterling K got a little side relationship going on that's not healthy. It's hinted. I figured they probably it, they, did, they didn't. I didn't dive deep into it when I wrote this script, but it's definitely hinted throughout the movie that, like, y'all date or something, y'all? As, and as they would say in Luke Cage, y'all went and got some coffee. Yeah, that joke got up. <laughs> <laughs> First a couple times, I was like, all right. But when that thing carried over to the second season, <laughs> I was like, all right, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Claire Foyce, like, she's probably smoking this movie. Occasionally, she she has like a almost like how Jake Gyllenhaal had the blinkies, and uh, she kind of got like the shakies in this. <laughs> not Parkinson-y, not Michael J, not full on Michael J. Fox, who had his own show where they was joking about him. Yeah, and that was Scoop. very that was very funny. Too bad it was Karen gone, <laughs> just like the Paul Reiser show. Yep, because I can't <laughs> even remember that. Um. All right, this seems like this was like a battle. Like Lee Ron, Lee Ronell, Lee really had to like uh, pitch his his take on the movie because it seems like this movie would be right up the alleys with the uh, basically almost any like good director who can deal with thrillers. Uh, what's his name? Uh, David Fincher, mm-hmm. or I'm not even gonna try to list names because I'll be here for forever. <laughs> All right, what's the rating of this movie? This is our. Um it, and it's one of them in between PG-13 and ours, but uh, Sterling K cusses a lot in the movie. Claire Floyd cusses in it, so it gives it that vibe. But the initial, like when you see the first trailer and it's showing Emma Stone, it gives you a happy-go-lucky type movie. You think you're seeing one thing or going to uh, think this movie is one thing, but then the kidnapping scene, they give you a little hint of that in the trailer, and you realize, nope, this has got some turns. Okay, 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 okay. I rocks with that scene like this night. Is this done by Blumhouse? Yep. It was between Blumhouse and Platinum Dunes, but <laughs> I went Blumhouse. Yeah, maybe if this was like early 2000s to yeah. uh, maybe 2008, <laughs> Platinum Dunes was definitely be Platinum do it. Dunes, but <laughs> Blumhouse, this is this is something a little different for them. It was a a bidding war uh between them and A24. It seems like uh once they get the budget up, what they could do, you know, take like it starts like maybe like how um, unfriended like that style of viewing from the whatever the screen, yeah. whatever they call that. Sh- I don't know from that viewing. And then it could just branch off and become like the outside world of that with, yeah. the, you know, kidnapping and all that extra stuff. Mm-hmm. OK, so if you want to, you know, choose the thriller. Thanks for subscribing. Starring Emma Stone. That's fire. I know which one's getting my vote, but y'all can choose between that. 
You and got the main Thanksgiving theme, and that is that she got kidnapped on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you know, it's your idea how you want to use that theme, mm-hmm. or you can choose um uh, the the itis, mm-hmm. the that's romantic a, comedy with Michael funny. B, or bite. Oh, and I forgot to mention the Miles Teller and Zac Efron cameo in the itis. Okay, that's easy. <laughs> We're getting this that awkward is, moment yeah, vibe. That, that's the simple. That's what the uh, cameo is for for the awkward moment fans. Okay. Um, or you could do the bite the vampire joint with Jake Gyllenhaal, Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. or Jason Bateman as a vampire. Or you can choose uh, cranberry sauce uh-huh. with Leo D. And uh, who else was in that? Lupita. Mm-hmm. Or Lupita. You can go with this off the top one. <laughs> <laughs> That I'm going to give to you off the top. You don't know no knowledge of it. <laughs> and you got to give me this pitch. The first thing that comes to your head. All right. Here we go. All right. Now, seriously, last but not least, your fifth movie. This Your genre is urban science fiction. All right. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> your actors are, though. Please be John Bolega. Will Smith. Okay. He, I don't remember the last time he's done a straight urban, like legit <laughs> urban movie. I'm building a movie already. John David Washington. I'm building a movie. Tessa Thompson. Oh, I got this movie. And Donald Glover. All right, I turned the movie <laughs> around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got to bring some. <laughs> Hold up. Hey, you bring it down, take it away from the blackness just a little bit. Your director, though, is Jonah Hill. All right. John David Washington, Tessa Thompson, work in a barbershop. Donald Glover, local homeless man. (laughs) I mean, he got the look. Willard Smith Jr., police officer. Okay, so we got a break. You're bringing that break back. Alien Invasion. This ain't Attack the Block. <laughs> Which I still haven't seen yet. Alien Invasion comes to the hood. Starts taking people. Person after person after person. No Wesley. And funny enough, the only people left are Tessa Thompson, John David Washington, Donald Glover, in this whole area. So we got racist aliens. Yeah, and so then uh, they need to figure out how to navigate this world. The aliens are now landed, trying to take over the planet. Um, Will Smith is obviously the police officer, trying to not necessarily crack the case, but protect them and free all the innocent people that the aliens took. Um, The head alien is going to be played by... Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> and so then once he takes them down, he's able to get upon their ship, get up to the planet, free all that uh, all the humans that were taken. But it's either him get back safely and leave the people up there or free all the people and he stays uh is trapped up there. So he's stuck on Mars. Everybody else is safe. Um, Donald Glover, Tessa, and John David Washington are just like the like the crew he brings along with him while he's uh, going through and fighting aliens and whatnot. 
because they lost their families and friends and uh, John David Washington mainly only cares that he lost all his uh, barbershop clients because <laughs> he's trying to get some money. Uh, Tessa plays like a kind of like a ghetto uh, hairdresser slash barber. So yeah, off the top, that's what I got. This movie is called <laughs> Invasion. I'm surprised you didn't call it Blavation. Home Invasion. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. All right, all right. What's the rating of this movie then? This is PG thirteen. Right. We want a wider audience. Uh, Jonah Hill wanted his first, you know, blockbuster type movie. This is it. Does he got a very uh, like urban soundtrack in this? Like some. Uh... Yeah, it's an original soundtrack. Uh, and I, Donald Glover's not on it. I picture a lot of logic. <laughs> yeah, this one got this, this. The soundtrack to this is uh, curated by uh, B.O.B. Whoa, <laughs> where'd they find him at? <laughs> this got the B.O.B. vibe to it. Uh, yeah, they got ASAP Ferg on the soundtrack. They got old Tribe Called Quest songs because it is Jonah Hill, EPMD. You got Big L. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, um, is this meant to be like a, a serious movie or is it a comedy of some sort? It's pretty funny. It's a uh, men in blackish. No, Anthony Anderson. I know. Uh, <laughs> Junior Ellis Ross. No, Yara Shahidi. No, Lawrence Fishburne. No Marseille Martin, no little boy, no bigger boy, no Dion Cole, bigger boy, no aunt from many shows, Jennifer Lewis, no Rashida Jones. Did you, did you see Jennifer Lewis on The Breakfast Club? Uh, I didn't watch the last time she was on there. <laughs> uh, she kept, every time she kept promoting her books and she was singing this little song, it kept cracking me up. <laughs> Um. All right. So you have your five movies you can vote for. Cranberry or- sauce. Bite. Mm-hmm. The itis. Mm-hmm. Thanks for subscribing. Mm-hmm. And home invasion. All right. So you can either comment and tell us which movie you would choose and why, or ignore it like you always do. And like I was supposed to do with Groomsmen and the Bridesmaids reboot. Maybe I'll put these on Fantastical. <laughs> <laughs> but because I don't remember what episode that was, yeah, what placing it is, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> so next time, at least I have these written down. Uh, all right. So before we move on to the punishment segment, just want to b- quickly breeze through these just two topics I originally put down. First up, the popular award at the Oscars may actually happen to up viewership. Are you mad that this idea is back on the table? They just... Just go ahead. I just need to see it. I don't even like it. They could just put those popular movies in with the regular movies. That's what I think. I think it's a uh, kick in the pants, yeah. as your you know your grandpas would say, <laughs> to the the those popular movies because you're basically saying you're not as good as these what we like to call real movies. Yeah. So we're gonna put you on the side. They could literally just put these popular movies in these categories. Especially because they do ten movies. Yeah. And sometimes they just be doing like seven. 
and 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 a lot of them are deserving. Yeah. So, and like I was saying last time we talked about this, y'all don't have to make them win. Yeah, just, just save yourself some time. Yeah, just put them in there. Like, shoe, we started slowly. They get nominated. Don't mention anything. So, people, when the nominations come, like, oh, Black, Black, Black Panther, Panther you got nominated. What? But instead, it's going to literally be, are they going to what? They're going to do the top five movies from the box office? Yeah, yeah. How y'all going to recognize that? <laughs> yeah, what's popular? Because it would have to be Black Panther, Infinity War. Yeah. Um, it would look so crazy. Deadpool. Yeah, um, they wouldn't. And then what? And the Oscar goes to. What? Who made more, Black Panther? Yeah. And Oscar goes to Black Panther. And nah, I wish it was the other way around, because then it would be more like, why ain't Black Panther win? But <laughs> with Black Panther win, people going to think that's well-deserved. But let it have been Deadpool 2 or something. <laughs> I'm like, why is Deadpool 2 getting an Oscar? And then whoever wins going to go up there and be like, all right, thank you for giving me the Oscar for this popular movie award, yeah. which I feel like. The movie with the most tweets award. That's an yeah. MTV movie award. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm getting this pity award because <laughs> y'all just doing it so more people will watch your little stupid award show. Yeah, but thanks. crazy. Play the music you can play me off. I yeah. don't even want to be here. <laughs> yeah, who would actually show up for that? That would be yeah. inter- interesting. All right. Uh, you know they're going to try to make Chadwick cross his arms. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> All right, last uh, little topic. According to sources, Trevor Knight, who is the director of the soon-to-bomb, unfortunately, Bumblebee, Bumblebee <laughs> and <laughs> the, the director of, uh, what's that movie that I like? Animated movie. I forget. Crap. Oh, Kubo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two strings. He's director a good movie. Yeah, and he's like the CEO, I believe, of Something, the little animated company. That did those little weird looking animated movies. Oh yeah. Uh, so he's that. So he's being eyed to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and apparently on the hush hush, the uh, off the record is Paul Feig, Feig, oh, yeah, Feige, Feige, whatever his name is. So which one of those would you prefer? Uh, I would rather Young Knight. Uh, do it. Even though I wouldn't be mad at Paul Feig, but I think. See, actually, this is harder than I'm thinking because it, I would almost take straight off of Cubo or Kubo into Guardians of the Galaxy than off of Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee might. might. He also wrote Bumblebee, right? I don't know. He Did might he? If he if he didn't write Bumblebee, then I can be more accepting. But if he wrote Bumblebee and it looks like that, then I'm worried what he would do with Guardians of the Galaxy. But I definitely think it's more fitted for him because – He's obviously about to show you that he can do a action type superhero type movie with Bumblebee, if you want to call it like a superhero movie, but based off of an adaptation of something. So it's looking like he's capable of doing that. So maybe he could knock it out the park with the guidance from uh, uh, Mr. Feige. Um, and maybe you do a good job, Paul Feig. I'll be interested in seeing it, but I don't think he would do be like weird like James Gunn would with some of the characters and stuff in it. So, But I would definitely be interested in seeing uh, Paul Feig do a superhero movie in the future. Yeah, especially a big budget joint because he clearly can write movies. He can definitely make hilarious movies. And he made a great action movie in Spy. So mm-hmm. seeing him step up. Let him do Iron Man 4 if they make it. If Robert Downey makes it. <laughs> yeah, he's like he it. could be smoked in this next one. If you want to pay me a hundred hundred mil to yeah. do it, sure. Let him do. No, they ain't gonna let. Uh, what's his name go from Spider Man? <laughs> Sony is about to be, do something so foul. I'm already predicting it. 
R.I.P. Stanley. And we all know Tom Hardy's not going to play the Sony Spider-Man. So they are going to have to reboot it again unless they just do Miles Morales, which they probably won't because they have cartoon Miles Morales. (laughs) They'll probably make him come to life. Like, they really should. They might as well. <laughs> That's what I felt like they were going to do when they when they put Venom at the end, or put that at the end of the Venom. That would have been crazy. Like, I feel like y'all going to make this movie turn into real life at the end. And it's going <laughs> to be... That would be crazy if Tom Hardy's Venom was in this. It's an animated version. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I can well, see them doing it. I wouldn't it. be surprised. I was rolling. I saw somebody make a fake, or like a fake version of a... a what was it? I think they did a Sony Mysterio movie or something like that. They were doing the Spider-Man villains that they're going to try to make. And it was pretty funny reading it. Every single one of them. (laughs) They're going to keep going until they they feel like they missed. Um, All right. So let's move on to the punishment segment. We all know Ezra got it last week on um, the Leo B. Gyllenhaal Instagram. You can see. A couple of posts that w- were made there, but one of them being uh, a Ezra Miller fashion review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. Um, but guess who's getting it this week? Who's getting it this week? Ezra Miller. <laughs> At Mr. Ezra. He's Don't. time, time to back-to-back it on some Ansel-type stuff. Get a new Ansel. Yeah. <laughs> but he's getting it this week. Not for his fashion choices. Because he has some new joints. Uh, his Playboy magazine cover <laughs> where my man is doing the Nicki Minaj pose from the Anaconda uh, <laughs> picture. And he had on the hills with some tight pants showing off his booty and doing a look over the shoulder. Did he have a see-through? Like, uh, so, was it some underwear? Yeah, he had like, a see-through, he had like, some, uh, like some see-through lingerie on. Stood on him, Ezra? Uh, Ezra was really showing off. Get that Ezra lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, uh, he gonna have a Fashion Nova line that's gonna sell out cooking in Cardi B's. Hopefully Bad Baby don't throw a drink at Iggy Azalea yeah. at his party. Not at Ezra. Ezra don't play that. Yeah, he'll shut it down. He will he'll shut, shut it down, down, down. down. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Marvin's room today. That is the ultimate hating anthem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the petty hating anthem of all time. That's a classic. <laughs> That's a classic song because it was so crazy. And then he was like, and I also have the audacity to give Kendrick the at the little yeah, that was very part weird where he has the best verse on my entire album. <laughs> and this was before Kendrick dropped Good Kid. Uh-huh. This is Section Eighty Kendrick. <laughs> um, all right, so Ezra, the reason you're getting it this week. Because you still think this Flash movie is getting made. Yeah, Ezra. We out here calling out the delusions of these people thinking they DC movies are getting, or maybe even they uh, they Fox or their Sony movies yeah. are getting made. <laughs> but his reasoning was, and I quote, nothing is ever certain in this world, but as certain things get, we're making a bleeping crazy dope Flash movie, said Miller. <laughs> it's one of my great life dreams, and just the okay. fact that we're on the way, anyone who knows about Barry Allen knows he may arrive late, very late, but once he gets uh, there, it's all solved. We have trust. End quote. I bet you he couldn't tell me who the director is. <laughs> <laughs> he was stumped. He sounded like he had a lot to say when it comes to making the movie. You can't name a director, can you? As who is the director? As he bears, you call him. Nah, that's all you. Isn't John Francis Daly? Is he the most recent director? I want to say he is. Um. But yeah, so Ezra, you're just delusions. Like, I get it. Like, you know, you want to make this movie, but you can always say, especially when a movie is in this predicament, just be like, we'll see. 
Yeah. Well, I don't want to get my hopes up. I say I want it to be made. Right, but the way things are going. Like Shannon Tatum. I don't want to speak uh, too soon because I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to sound delusional. <laughs> then that's when you whip out your little Playboy mag. Like, but yeah. I do got this Playboy on shelf now where I'm doing a very uh, interview and very nice little, you yeah. know, little spread. But let me look at these pictures again. I mean, you got them bookmarked. But, nah, uh, never that. <laughs> but Ezra, this is your favorite picture, right here. Nah, Ezra nah. busting it open <laughs> with the bunny ears on. Nah, that ain't. Then you got you like the one where he got the heels on with the the little panties. <laughs> nah, like, get on. All Ezra. right, what about this one? Stun the on over Ezra? the shoulder with the lingerie Stun on. Stun on him, Ezra. Hey. He has a nasty little haircut. Show these girls. Yeah, the haircut was what bothered me about the pictures. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with them. That, that joint. Yeah, he got some fishnets on. But uh, Ezra Miller, you are on punishment, sir. Go sit in the corner and just start looking through different scripts and throw that flash script in the trash. Yeah. And then, you know, they are so gung-ho and making it. They'll drag you out the house and put you on yeah. production. But until I, then. I don't want Kiersey Clemens to do it. Yeah, I don't. I just don't want it to get made with this whole party. All this whole party got juju on it, bad <laughs> juju. But all right, what is it? Uh, uh Rotten Tomatoes. All right, I think we got a. Is it a bunch? No, nah, I think it's like two movies. Got two movies to resolve. I think first up is Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. I'm about to ball like on right on night. Right, huh? So I was just just freestyling. I would have said, I pulled up in the Tesla, chilling with the homies. Dude looked at me wrong. I got to shooting like Andres Nocioni. And people are going to be like, who? <laughs> and then you got to be like, the guy who played with Ben Gordon. Um, oh. <laughs> all right, so Fantastic Beast right now on Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a very high 40%. That <laughs> is sad. J.K. Rowling wrote this movie. She, their problem is they shouldn't have stretched it out to five. Yeah. Why would they do five? <laughs> that's one is a weird number. Luckily, this made money because I would be thinking this ain't going to oh, make yeah. it to three. The, the fact that they're making money, but this was taken from a book that was, what, barely 100 pages? Mm-hmm. It is wafer thin. <laughs> there was two books that came out together at the same time, Fantastic so, Beasts and Where to Find Them and Quidditch. If <laughs> they should have made that movie. Yeah, might as well. I mean, you ain't got much to look Make the next Fantastic Beasts about Quidditch. Yeah, so I don't care because y'all basically going off of uh, just ideas that come to you. Y'all, if y'all wanted to make a prequel to Harry Potter, all you had to say was original prequel. Yeah, inspired by Fantastic Beasts. Because this, this that second one was not about the beasts. That's why I was so, that's why I was surprised they even kept that. But like we already started, we can't just call it the Crimes of Grindelwald, yeah. the Harry Potter story, <laughs> a Harry Potter story, <laughs> Wizarding uh, World. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I gave it a 64%. You gave it a 63%, giving Oof. you the victory there. I went wrong. I went at. I went over you at 64. I should have went under. Scuba diver. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> We're now back tied 28-28. <laughs> Man, that was whack. That was fire. Don't say Johnny, Johnny Storm. Storm. <laughs> uh, this dude is so predictable. Weather. What? I can't predict the weather. I'm I not, can. I'm not storm. They call me Mother Nature. And mm. I didn't and I didn't raise one of the people from Naughty by Nature. Bars. That was Is his name even nature? 
don't think so. I would have said, I mean, I'm Mother trash. Nature, and I didn't raise Ric Flair. That's hard, because he's the nature boy. All right, next is Instant Family. I gave it. It's like a 20. It was about 90% fresh. <laughs> you gave That's it what a, I saw in my eyes. You gave it a 36%. <laughs> I gave it a 60%. It's at an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. Right that movie don't even look funny to me. It got Rose Byrne in, so you know it's a hit. Mm, I don't like that she just, I guess because she saw that it was a good script. But I don't like when she just doing just any uh, comedy as somebody's wife. I like <laughs> when she's with Seth Rogen or in Bridesmaids. He, she probably asks, like, can I get in, like, Preachers? Or can I do, like, can I come visit you at the Lion King set? But he's like, I ain't got nothing for you He right got that now. new show, Black Market. Uh, Black, yeah, with Don, Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. I ain't got nothing for you right now, my bad. But all right, so that was all we have. We got three movies the next time around. But this week we got two one or two new ones to predict. First up, the movie that it will have a nice little what, one or two weeks showing at the movies before it's strictly on Netflix, Mowgli. And I don't even think it's called that anymore. Is it, what is that called? It's like Mowgli, something about jungle. Oh, yeah, Legend of the Jungle or something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, I don't even know if it's still coming out this week. <laughs> or not in, in two weeks. Let me see. I think it is coming out the 30th. Yeah. All right, so what are you giving Mowgli, whatever it's called? I'm giving Mowgli, yeah, Legend of the Jungle. Uh, I'm giving it. A fifty-two percent. Fifty-two. All right. Me, the number that came to my head felt pretty high for a Netflix movie because I don't feel like those are getting respect. But this gotta be. I, you know what? Fifty-two. I'm gonna go with a very. What feels very high to me? Seventy-three percent. I'm just putting all my faith in Annie Circus's talent, yeah. even though he's taking it to Netflix. Hopefully, he's just doing that just because. But I'm going to go with 73%. All right, the next one, I know we go both be giving this a high one. The Possession of Hannah Grace. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shay Mitchell's Hannah yeah, Grace. Yeah, I girl did not like seeing that. Pretty Little Liars got a nice little, her name above a title of a movie. I think Lucy L had that with Truth or Dare. I'm not too Yikes. sure. I know uh, Bloom Houses was above that. Uh, well, Bloom Houses. Truth or dare. Starring Lucy Hale. <laughs> and she done read up with Blumhouse. She in the uh, little Fantasy Island movies that they're making. Uh. So clearly they was very proud of the job she did in that whack movie. What are you giving the possession of Hannah Gray starring Shane Mitchell? This movie is under hour and 30 minutes, which <laughs> is going to be good for this movie, I'm assuming. I will say it's rated R. Okay. That's better than the normal PG-13 oh, yeah. scary movie. It was PG-13. We can both put our rating or our prediction in the teens. Uh-huh. That being said, this is getting a 33% from me. 33? Mm-hmm. All right. You go with 33. I was going to go in the 20s, but I'm going to put it right at 30. 30%. Okay. Which feels very high. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this could be very low. All right. So Mowgli is at, uh, I gave it a 73. You gave it a 52%. And Shay Mitchell's The Possession of Hannah Grace. I gave 30%. You gave 33%. 
All right. As I never remember, is it Blu-rays? Blu-rays is next. We no MTV bus. <laughs> I ain't like the way you yeah. said that. We got Crazy Rich Asians, CRA. I'll put that as a never watch it or never see again because I didn't love it. But I feel like I'm in the minority. Get it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Black people. No, Asian people. Okay. Like a movie full of Asian people. They're minorities when it comes to Hollywood. Come on, keep up. No Kardashians. Blind spotting. I'll put that as a uh, nice little high, except as a gift. That was a great movie. Feel like it's underrated. I might put at a. I kind of want to put it as like a low uh, must own, but I don't think it's quite there. But it's a very good movie. So shout out to David Diggs and the guy he did the movie with. <laughs> Last movie of this week, Ken No Griffey Jr. This is a tough one because I had no intention of seeing this movie. That was a hard bar though. <sighs> but. I swear, maybe I was sleeping. I saw Michael B. say he produced this movie. I think he did. But then I go do research, and I don't see his name anywhere. I be typing in Michael B. Ken, and I don't see anything. So (laughs) Ray Charles. Stevie Wonder, I feel like I'm tripping. (laughs) (laughs) So if he produced a movie, I'll put it on my stream. If he ain't got nothing, if he ain't involved with the movie at all, I'm gonna put a uh, what's it called? Uh, never see or never, yeah, whatever. Never, never. Um, is that it? Yep, that's it for this week. All right, what movie you plan on seeing before the next episode? Next movie I will be seeing goes by the name of Creed Two: The Empire Strikes Back. Creed to reality. This say I thought, let me see. Talk to me, Michael B. Creed Why does that have two hundred and thirty two views and it's a Michael B interview? Yeah. It should be like this one that has six point four million. Jeremy Fox's beard looks really fake. <laughs> what is he talking about? It says Ken. Is this movie that whack? <laughs> like even Michael B. talking about the movie. He's stumbling can't, and fumbling over his words. He can't even get views. Yeah. So he, he produced Ken. Uh, he's really doing a bad job at promoting. <laughs> but I. Oh man! So I guess I'll put that maybe my stream then. <laughs> but even it don't even seem like he got confidence in it. So yeah, maybe I might just he's talking very low. <laughs> I might just skip over it. Um, all right, you say you seeing Creed two? Yes, I am definitely seeing Creed two next because I will be seeing it the day oh, yeah, after. And this he made a cameo on that movie. In the world, I was like, I guess he really did produce it. Huh. <laughs> wow, very yeah, huh, interesting. Uh, but I'm, after this, the day after this is recorded, I will be seeing Creed 2. So by the time you all, thousands of you, millions of you, are <laughs> listening to this, I should have been seeing it. But after that, it's a toss-up. No uh, Jump ball. See, I got it from there. I was about to say it's a toss-up. No coin. 
And that would have been <laughs> whack. So, no 100. It's been a while since we heard that garbage. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. This has been another episode. Alpha 5. Of the, Le- of the Leo B, whatchamacallit. Candy bar. Man, shout out to... I'm just trying to ignore all these bad bars you keep throwing at my face. No dot. Pie. Huh. I know. Um, <laughs> we throw pies in people's faces. We throw dodgeballs too. <laughs> but uh, you can go on. No Vince Vaughn. <laughs> you can find Leo B. Gyllenhaal on Instagram, on SoundCloud at the Great Musical. Uh, you can make sure you go listen to that Share the Door podcast on YouTube. Shout out to all the haters who was watching that Suspiria review that yeah. was posted. <laughs> That's the highest one on there so far That's by a crazy. mile. Yeah, and it's hated. <laughs> so, apparently by some. Yeah, shout out to the trolls who felt the need to, or little girls as it seemed, felt the need to really express their frustration with yeah, me and Brianna and for our. Complete and utter disrespect. <laughs> the dislike that we had for the movie gave me a nice little chuckle. But, um, yeah, check that out on YouTube. I'm really backed up on the episodes when it comes to the viewing, but. So on SoundCloud at Share the Door, you can find it on Instagram at Share the Door Podcast. On iTunes, find Leo B. Gyllenhaal. Search for it. Same thing with Share the Door. I am your King Turkey. For this what? <laughs> for this King Thanksgiving. Turkey. Uh, first and foremost, if you tuned into the Turkey Verse, the King Turkey yeah, is I'm played sorry. by Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry, it's King Turkey, no Hugh Jack. Leo Archibald, aka Young Denzel, O'Shea Bratz in the third. Nayon Williamson, Nay J Barrett, man, we got man, that's Duke boys. We got the greatest show on court. Who else I is? Nebron fifty one, James Judge Judy, greatest show on court. Jeez. I got bars. Good reception. I got bars. New Orleans. I got bars. Jails. I got bars. Candy salesman. <laughs> that was the worst. Way to really get worse and worse. Man, who was I? I already said I'm LeBron 51 James. Man, you can call me Ben Comeback Nathless Burger. Um, you can call me Names Drop the Past Connor. You can call me Nantonio Good Hands Brown. You can call me New New Good Hand Smith Schuster. Okay. <laughs> Man, who else you can call me? You can call me Nato's. We already said that earlier. Fantastic Nate's and the crimes of Grendel Nate. Uh, Man, who else you want to call me? In preparation, you can call me Nadonis Creed. Uh, Nate Breaks the Internet. Uh, About to bomb Nate Hood. Ah. Uh, uh, Praying that it comes to the theaters, the Nate Brit. Uh, <laughs> uh, the favorite for everybody who don't know. Rowie man, spread your rowie wings. Buffalo Wild. Go rowie, go rowie. Fancastical go. on Instagram. Everything is at the great musical. New stuff coming very, very soon. No movies. It's Joaquin <laughs> Penny's work. AKA Kayanya Taylor. Joy Van Zandt. Sweet lady. Why would you be my, my 
Michael Bakari. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Y'all thought Creed and Cedar starting when y'all hear this. Y'all thought Nicki Minaj asking Michael B to take off her dress. Yeah, that was unwarranted though. <laughs> Yours just your. I was singing a song about the movie Creed. You were standing out in the rain uh, at Michael B's no, window no. singing this to him while he's just sitting there perched on the ledge I deciding if he's going to give you a not, chance or not. I was not outside the window throwing pebbles at his <laughs> window so to try to get you his attention the, but not wake the parents up. <laughs> you had the Not wake Stilo up. <laughs> <laughs> you had the boombox boom right over your head with the gray trench coat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sweet Lady by Black Tie. Called the Black Tie. I heard from him. No minute. funeral. <laughs> All right. Uh, who stinks? Because <laughs> your bars are, they stink. Is Ezra Miller usually at the end? I don't know. <laughs> that was really crazy. Is Ezra Miller? Does he suck? It don't sound like, it don't sound like he is. But I won't be surprised. I don't know if I say that. I know I say Taylor Kish. I know I say Alex Rowe. I know I say Nat Wolf. I know I say Nina Dobrev. I know I say Joey King, Romney Malco, Chingy, Theo James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to King Gansel, the baby driver. Uh, I may have something coming uh, based around him here shortly. Um, that's it, I guess. All right, well, guess we got to end this off with, uh, what are you doing? Why are you making that weird Michael B. I heart you uh, poster for your, your, your uh, window? This acting performance deserves <laughs> your computer a popular movie award. <laughs> 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 All right, you all. wish you and Michael B. was at the MTV Movie Awards stepping on that stage for best kiss. No rock band. Time to end this oh off with the. Oh my gosh, I was yeah. going to say Spider Man 1. <laughs> Upside down am, in the rain. That is no best. I heard that is you. No, no rock man. I heard you uh, got on Adobe Photoshop and had Michael B taking off that Spider Man mask and you with a red wig on. Give, <laughs> giving him the old. <laughs> I guess you can call me Orphan Nady. Yeah. Huh? Oh, because you have yeah, red hair? Yeah. Nah. You and, Michael, you, and, <laughs> you and Michael B were bumping mustaches. <laughs> I don't want to bump that pervert mustache he got. Nah. Anyways. <laughs> Ellen. Because at the end of the show, she says, anyways. Or I could say, anyways. GPS. Ways. I got hard bars. I can't hear you because my headphones is off. Jail cell. <laughs>